0: Welcome to Dissecting This Fiction, a podcast where we discuss the latest in movies, TV, and games. Because we're always DTF, and you should be too. I'm your host, Steven.
1: And I'm your co-host, Jessica.
0: And E3 came and went just like a fart in the wind. Did you smell it?
1: It was honestly so fast I didn't even smell it. (laughs) There wasn't much there, if you will. (laughs) Or was it silent but deadly?
0: I had a faint... Sense of powdered milk.
1: Yeah, just a little whiff. Powdered <laughs> milk—that's gross. Yeah, we'll be wrapping up our uh, last section. I don't want to say last half because eh, I mean it technically, technically was. the was last half,
0: the last two days of it.
1: Yeah, the last two days of E three. We'll be doing that a little bit later. There were like
0: other shit later on, but it was—I don't know—was considered E three. Uh huh. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll be doing part 2 of our E3 breakdown. Yeah. So stay tuned for our gaming section to hear about that. Yeah. Unless you're sick and tired of it. <laughs> yeah.
1: Then I guess you're in luck.
0: <laughs> yeah. You'll have a whole year to get over yeah.
1: it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly.
0: Uh, hope everybody had a happy Father's Day though. Yeah? Yes. Uh, especially the fathers.
1: Yeah, ideally. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't that be like a weird tradition if people were like, the father has to do everything today. It's like the opposite. Yeah. Like yeah. you,
0: I'm trying to think about that. If it's like your day, right? Mm-hmm. Do you just get to do, do you get the option to be like, go away? Yeah. I want my own day to myself. You
1: should. But I feel or like it's. Or is it like
0: obligation you have to spend it with the kids since it's about the idea that you are with the kids. Yeah.
1: I have a feeling it's like, it's about the kids. Mm. Which is yeah. contradictory.
0: Yeah. But, you know. I was on Instagram. There was, like, some... One of the meme pages I follow. Like, one of the things they posted was, like, some chick. She was saying Happy Father's Day to herself because she was a single mother. And then, like... Okay. Of course, the comment board just, like... Lost it. Went into a war of yeah. whether you can say that or not. Being yeah. a woman and vice versa. Yeah. Had a little bit of fun reading some of the comments there.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm sure.
0: I'll let you guys know if we ever get an official verdict on whether you can or can't yeah. celebrate a day can like you, that.
1: Can you celebrate the day if you are a cat dad?
0: I mean, of course. Yeah. <laughs> but we also need a special day for just cat dad. Yeah, we so just need cat can, dad you know, day? I need to have two days.
1: Right. Okay. <laughs> All right. Got a good amount of news this week, so why don't we just jump in? Starting off with our new releases. This one on June 23rd on Netflix there's gonna be a movie called good on Paper and uh, it's started, I hope the
0: reviews are
1: it's good on paper the
0: description made this movie sound good
1: yeah and I was gonna say the description does make this movie sound good um, okay but it stars uh Elisa Schlesinger she's that like one of the one of the many blonde comedians on Netflix that we've watched a special for um, okay and <laughs>
0: Did not help me at all. And I know. I know. I was like, it
1: it narrows it down slightly. Um, Anyway, so basically the story is this woman meets a guy who seems perfect and it's like it's too good to be true.
0: So it's a romantic comedy.
1: Yes. And it's like cat. It's not, I don't know if it's going to be catfishing or not, but like it seems like it's going to be catfishing. Okay. Yeah. Um, But it Uh, seems like it'll be. You know,
0: if they both bond over fishing yeah. for catfish, then? yeah.
1: It seems gonna be more on the calm side of the rom com. Like it's more about her and her friend saying, "No, this is not a real thing. You need so to take it down a notch."
0: Maybe there's like a new genre. Then they'll call yeah. it a rom com.
1: Yeah. Or what if it's a calm rom because the comedy comes first?
0: Well, that would just imply it's a calm romantic.
1: Oh right. <laughs> All right. Anyway. <laughs> Um, I found this other random one that I think you're going to enjoy, but I might be willing to check it out with you. On June 25th, Hulu has something called False Positive. Have you heard about this one? Nope. Okay, so this one is a horror slash thriller. It's a woman who goes to a fertility doctor to get pregnant, and Mm. then... Everything's all, like, happy, yay, we're getting pregnant. And then she starts, like, seeing visions of, like, basically, potentially the children there or from this situation are, like, demons of some sort. Anyway, there's some kind of, like, creepiness happening. And she's, like, doesn't Eventually, she starts to believe that the doctor is not what he says he is. And something sketchy and, like, supernatural is going on. So. Okay. um,
0: I'm not sure what you mean by the children. What children?
1: Um... I don't know, she saw like some kid's face like turned all like demony.
0: Like in Just the random doctor's kid. office. No.
1: Well, she did. they have her like look over to her ultrasound and she sees something. They okay. don't show you what she sees, but okay. then she later they show you they show her seeing some like random child. I think she might know the child. I'm not sure how she knows her. Okay. Uh and her face turns all like demony. Um
0: Okay.
1: Yeah.
0: Well. Maybe. I don't know.
1: Well, you should probably watch the trailer instead of listening to my description because I feel like you might be more interested if you watch the trailer. I don't think I'm describing it very well. Is
0: this a Hulu original?
1: I'm um, not 100% sure. You
0: originally found out it was going to be on Hulu. I originally so found out we'll it was going to yes. be on Hulu.
1: Um, but I just wanted to point out that Pierce Brosnan is the fertility doctor. So, hella okay. random. Haven't seen him in a while, but. It's, yeah.
0: So is this a legitimate movie then?
1: Yeah. Justin Theroux
0: he's been, he's is been the next, husband. Oh, oh okay. okay. So
1: it's not like a no, no name any. It's not like a Blumhouse
0: okay. I just, situation. Okay. I'm just saying because he's been kind of in like lower tier movies lately yes, yes. with the pandemic stuff. So
1: Yeah. um, It's got some bigger name people in it. Um. Okay. So I think it's worth, probably right. going to be worth checking out. Then
0: I will at least watch the trailer.
1: Yeah. Um, And then, of course, Loki Episode 3 is coming out on June 23rd. And in case anybody got super interested in Pompeii after watching Loki, uh, there's going to be a Yellowstone Supervolcano documentary called... or There's going to be a documentary on Discovery Plus on June 24th called Yellowstone Supervolcano, The Next Pompeii. So, that caught my eye, slightly. Okay. In case anyone's interested. Good news is, we live pretty far away from that. Yeah, so (laughs) so,
0: uh, anybody in the area, maybe go on vacation for a long time. Forever,
1: (laughs) yeah. What did you find that you're excited about this week?
0: Uh, Well, I was actually surprised to find out that uh, Demon Slayer, Mugen Train, which is that uh, movie of the Demon Slayer anime I watch. Mm -hmm. uh, It's actually going to be hitting Funimation, both dub and subtitled. On June 22nd. So anybody who has not checked that out. In theaters. Because it was kind of limited showing. You can do so on Funimation now. Nice. It did not specify if you had to be some kind of premium member or anything. So I'm assuming it will be with their free version. You'll Mm -hmm. just have ads. Yeah. Uh, The Godzilla Singular Point anime is coming out on Netflix. June 24th. So I was looking forward to that. Especially after Godzilla vs. Kong. Mm-hmm. Got me a little amped on the, the Godzilla train. Yeah. And then also on Netflix, of course, Liam Neeson always gets my viewing when <laughs> there's course. a movie with him in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's a Netflix movie called The Ice Road.
1: Nice.
0: Which it looks like he's your typical character. Yeah.
1: He's Liam Neeson. Yep. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So I'm looking forward to that on June 25th.
1: Yeah. I We had a, pro- a slight problem last week when I was like, oh, this movie came out. We got to watch it. Mm-hmm. And then we went to sit down and watch it. And I was like, oh, fuck. It was yep. just a reminder that it's going to come out.
0: I think, it, <laughs> I think here's my conspiracy theory. What? You knew it wasn't out. I didn't. You wanted to get my hopes up just so you could crush them. Why
1: would I want that?
0: Still trying to work that end. I of
1: it. was upset just as much as you were. Trust me.
0: <laughs> well, arguably, you let yourself down there.
1: I did. Yeah. All right. Moving into our news stories this week, uh, Kevin Bacon has joined the cast of Legendary's *The Toxic Avenger*. Cue six degrees of Kevin Bacon joke.
0: <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> This is going to open up a whole wave because yeah. he's going to be cast with Peter Dinklage. Yeah, so that's going to bring in a whole like the entire Game of Thrones cast. Yep, yep. all the X Men cast. Although, never mind. I guess he was already in X Men with them, huh?
1: Yeah.
0: Never mind. <laughs> Although they were different movies.
1: Yeah. So so you would have to add a degree, but this removes a degree. Mm-hmm. Um. So he's going to play the villain in the reboot of the 1984 film and obviously as you just mentioned previously announced was peter dinklage who will play the hero they're gonna start filming in june in all in bulgaria random but sure.
0: i believe it's pronounced bulge area
1: no it's not <laughs> bulge area yeah
0: it's they, they will be filming in a bulge area
1: oh okay got it that that makes more sense
0: how do you feel about this movie We've had some news stories about it in the past. I feel like there was one story floating I think that um what's his name from the the, the Lord of the Rings movies was gonna be
1: Elijah Wood?
0: Yes, that guy. So that, that must guy. have just been ru- that must have been rumors then.
1: It must have been. Or maybe it didn't work out or whatever. Who knows?
0: Okay. Yeah, because I think he was supposedly gonna be the antagonist. Um I'm curious what they're doing with this movie though. Like are they going to a serious route or are they going like ridiculous, cult classic tone like the old movie?
1: I don't know anything about this movie. Still. I've only seen the first yeah. one.
0: There's like there there's a few of them, I think. They've had sequels. There was a an animated show. Maybe a live action show. I don't even know. There's a comic book, I know that.
1: Yeah. That makes sense. I feel like when we talked about it last, I was like, oh, I should look into that. And then I obviously did not, so.
0: Yeah. Basically, <laughs> it's this guy who falls into toxic waste and then comes out, like, mutated and ugly. And Yeah, like a dead. situation. He uses, situation. like, a mop to wipe up crime.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that's extra gross sounding.
0: Yeah, I mean. <laughs> I feel like Kevin Megan hasn't really been in the greatest stuff lately, so I, I don't know. Hopefully that's not... A reason to be worried about this. But I would like to see what they do with a remake of this franchise.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's usually terrifying in almost anything that he's in. So I feel like it's a great casting. You're thinking
0: of a hollow man, aren't you?
1: Absolutely, I am. I can never not think of that. It's never going to not be the first thought that comes to my mind.
0: Well, we better move on before you uh, get too scared. Yeah. Here's some positive news for you. Loki is the most watched Disney Plus premiere... To date, apparently. I see. Uh, CEO Bob Chapik announced that Loki had the most watched premiere on Disney Plus during the, its opening week. But they didn't really give any official numbers. Right. I'm curious because I kind of thought about this. Because we watched, you know, we have our account that we watched together. And then we have our separate accounts for like what we specifically care about. hmm And so when we watched the first episode, we had watched it on the shared one. Mm -hmm. I later watched it again to do notes for our spoiler episode. Mm -hmm. And it made me think about this. Does that count as two independent views?
1: That's a good question.
0: Because technically it's the same Disney Plus account.
1: Right. I'm assuming that they're counting repeat views on the same account what they might limit it by is by a P address. In which case if you watch it on like this console versus the the Living Room console, then it would count as two different views, maybe. It's all about how you want to manip- manipulate the data, so that'd be really interesting to see in one of the previous reports how they determined a view.
0: Yeah, I was just I was just because that would be an easy way of manipulating your, your numbers to be higher. Yeah,
1: definitely. Because I don't know if you recall, every single like with Wandavision they said the same thing. With sold Soldier. They said the same mm-hmm. thing. So each one is like, "Oh, it's the best one yet."
0: And they, they never give their numbers, no, right? Not ever. Disney, Netflix, yeah. none of them really give their numbers. And if they because... do, it's
1: some kind of like sideways number that nobody can really interpret.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't doubt that it's doing really well. I yeah, mean, it's same. Probably the biggest property tied to the MCU so far. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what the numbers do if they if it. Continues to stay high, or, I mean, I guess it's only a six-episode series, so people probably won't drop off that quickly.
1: I feel like, if anything, they could probably go up, because the closer we get to Black Widow coming out, people might be like, Oh, fuck. I need to, like, start paying attention to this shit again. I don't know.
0: Maybe I'm wrong. But Black Widow is also, like, set between Civil War and Infinity War, right? So True. Everybody who knows what happens in Endgame knows that this movie isn't going to have any, like, direct impact on the MCU. That's true. At least for the character.
1: Right. Just for, like, having multiple properties in the spotlight at once is what I meant.
0: hmm But we'll talk about that a little bit more because we have uh, reactions later for Black Widow. Um, and also, just to plug our own property, the anatomy of Loki are... Episode 1 and 2 spoiler cast is up and ready for listening. Yeah. So if you've watched those two episodes, go check it out. We are excited for doing the next chapter for episode 3. So expect that later this week. Probably Thursday.
1: Yeah. Hopefully.
0: Yeah. Probably the best case scenario. Yeah. Unless I'm really ambitious and get the notes done right after the episode airs. Yeah. A little bit more in the Disney realm. Uh, well, in that same realm, actually, Wednesdays. Uh, Disney Plus original series will all begin premiering on Wednesdays, apparently, according to the Hollywood Reporter. Uh, this means Disney Plus releases will no longer be on Fridays. I'm uh, assuming that's to not compete with themselves on theatrical releases or just other big properties.
1: Yeah, I I didn't think about that when they first announced this, but then as soon as I was reading about reading this article, I was like, oh, duh, because movies are going to be coming out in theaters again we kind of talked
0: about this i think in the past when they announced that loki would be wednesdays i think we kind of were like so does this mean that most things will start being wednesdays or just loki specifically
1: so far it's just disney plus originals i believe yeah
0: and that was kind of our our thought process was well you know things are slowly opening up around and so with that logic you wouldn't want to have to compete with other things at the time there wasn't much, because people were stuck at home. Yes. But now people are going out on Friday nights and Saturday nights. and So, I think Wednesdays is the better route.
1: Yeah, because then they're not even worried about people going to a Thursday night premiere.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Whenever that's a thing again. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Although, I wonder too, I guess if it's on demand though, why does it matter if they watch it that same day? I guess this is just because of the, the stat that we just got. Mm -hmm. the most watched thing yeah it's because you can now have those high numbers Mm -hmm. right off the bat
1: and people want to watch it the day that it comes out so they don't get spoiled you know
0: Mm -hmm. so that's true all right one last thing in our disney news uh beauty and the beast musical prequel is going to be hitting disney plus this is apparently officially greenlit we talked about this before i guess Mm -hmm. it was just a rumor at the time so it's going to be a prequel to the 2017 live-action film uh, with Josh Gad and Luke Evans reprising their roles as LaFou and Gaston. Or Gastoff. Or Gastoff. Yeah. It could be his twin brother, <laughs> Gastoff.
1: Gastoff was the host of E3 this year.
0: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> he really made an exit.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Basically, what they were saying is that they... Um, there was some discussion about how what the movie's going to be about, and it's like essentially going to talk about how LeFou and Gaston met and their origins of their friendship. Because people mm. are like, how did they meet? Because they're so extremely different, I guess. Um, there's no word on if maybe there's some other people that are coming back. I'm not sure. They haven't mm. fully announced that yet.
0: but Probably something I would be checking out, but not something that I'm waiting for.
1: Yeah, exactly. So
0: I mean, I'm sure we're not going to see this for at least a year right that's that's probably best case scenario
1: yeah so I guess there was some uh, interesting news that Tyrese Gibson who was uh, doing an interview about Fast 9 and they asked him about Morbius because he also plays um, FBI agent Simon Stroud in that film and he apparently said during this interview with comicbook.com that Morbius was delayed again until October of 2022 and that it was part of the MCU like he confirmed, he said, he said yes twice.
0: Um, did he say 2022 though, or did he just say October?
1: He did say October, but then he said it's going to be a long year, blah, blah. So, mm-hmm. like, that's only a few months away at this point. So, yeah, I don't know. It's a little um, confusing, but. Um, then obviously everyone lost their minds about that and GameSpot reached out to Sony and was able to confirm Morbius is still expected January 28th. Like we last discussed of 2022, to be clear. Um, and it is not part of MCU still. (laughs) Okay. So, I mean,
0: here's what I think happened. I think he wasn't in the loop for whatever reason that Morbius was delayed from its original October 8th release this year to January. Uh
1: Uh-huh.
0: So I think in his head, it was known news that the movie was delayed to October. So he was just casually saying it was delayed to October. They wanted to get the market for the Halloween theme. Mm -hmm. And then because we already know it was delayed to January of next year, automatically people took that as, oh, this is October of 2022. Yeah. I think it was just a miscommunication yeah with him not realizing that the movie had already been delayed to yeah january next year i
1: can see that but how do you explain the mcu comment
0: if you watch the video it feels like he may potentially just be kind of trolling him i don't okay. know it feels like he's just saying yeah just to shut him up mm-hmm. i don't know
1: i guess i could see that
0: it it didn't feel like he really was giving a a definitive answer. It was, it was just more like, just like yes, period. throwing something after yeah. <laughs> to like get over the question. Right, right. Plus, we kind of—I feel like we already pretty much know that the MCU is like connected to Sony. Like we've literally—it was last week we had our our news story about the Sony executive who was literally saying the relationship between Marvel and Sony is strong, mm. and they have plans that people will like the fans will start to realize the plans for their connective tissues between Spider-Man, you know, on both sides, you right. know, and that he basically the character would be going back and forth between the two universes, probably tied to the multiverse, right? Yeah. So I think that the breadcrumbs are pretty much there that this is going to eventually be an MCU thing, but I'm sure the film, if you just watch it out of context, there's nothing to really indicate that. Right. Right. We did see that in that initial trailer last year that the the movie had Michael Keaton show up at the end. Yes. But he was not dressed up as the vulture. So I think any word that the vulture is in this movie is just assumption mm-hmm. because of the character or because, because of the, the actor. actor.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. We don't
0: necessarily know who he's playing. At least I don't think we do unless that was confirmed.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't know if I don't think it was.
0: I think it's just miscommunication on the whole side with Sony. I mean, he could have just Googled it if he needed to have an official date, but
1: yeah,
0: I'm assuming he's not really concerned about that kind of shit. He's yeah. just, whatever he's told. Yeah. The last thing he was probably told was October, yeah. and he never heard the news outlet announcement that January was the delay date.
1: That's true. Twice. That's, that sounds like it could be the situation, yeah. And also he was doing an interview for Fast Nine, so he wasn't there thinking about Morbius. Exactly. So
0: Plus how long ago was that movie supposed to come out? Like, like that's hundred years. Probably like he like doesn't care. Yeah. He's been long paid for that film.
1: Yeah. He's already spent or at that, least he's already spent that up money. front
0: for his role and then yeah. whatever he gets on his contract side for the performance of the film, whatever yeah. I'm sure yeah. is what's left. Anywho.
1: I got some news about the Metal Gear Salt about the Metal Gear Solid movie coming up. Um, In a recent interview with Entertainment Weekly, the director discussed his enthusiasm for the Hideo Kojima creative franchise and highlighted his interest in finding a way to adapt the active experience of playing a game into the passive experience of watching a film. So I interpret that to mean he's trying to figure out how to make this movie feel more interactive like a video game without being a video game. Yeah. Which is an interesting idea, but I'm not really sure where we're going with that.
0: Yeah, I don't know how you could really do that if you're not really
1: unless he's talking giving about, the
0: viewer any kind of control to do something.
1: Yeah, the unless he's talking about, like, f- the 4D theater experience or whatever. Maybe. I'm not even sure if that's still a thing after COVID, though.
0: The only thing I can think of is, like, they have things in the games like Snake would hide under a box if, like, Patrol was coming through. Uh-huh. And so that was, like, a part of the mechanic to... To hide and keep stealth through the through the mission. Right. So I don't know, maybe he'll add some kind of a first person perspective where you're in the box. Okay. And then you can feel like you're the character hiding. I don't know. It just yeah.
1: I can see that. Just doing some first person view for a, a decent portion of the movie. So you feel like you are the character rather yeah. than just watching the if, character. If you
0: remember Doom, the first Doom movie. Yeah. Did that whole. Yeah, They had like a scene that was just straight first person gun view, which was supposed to represent like what you get in the game. Yeah. And like it was very action oriented, like mm-hmm. looking left to right, shooting zombies as they jump at you and stuff like that. And Yeah. It was fun, but it was cheesy, you know? Yeah. But I feel like that would probably be more of a video game feeling than what they could do with this. I just don't know how they could possibly do an interactive tone to a movie if you're not putting any actual interactive elements to it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It does seem complicated. I mean, I know
0: Netflix is trying stuff out like that, but, like, it just doesn't feel like it's really there. Yeah. Especially if this is going to be a theater experience. Like you said, the 4D would probably be the best scenario you could do. Right. But you can't do that everywhere. There's only select theaters that have something like that.
1: Yeah.
0: Hell, hell, I think I've only seen that in, like... Universal. Universal Studios yeah. or something. I don't know if I've actually seen a theater I have that. I feel like
1: they have it, at other, like, in fancier movie theaters. I want to say they have one in the Bay, but... I can't remember. I just feel like I saw it somewhere else besides Universal, and I was like, "Oh, that's a thing elsewhere." Okay, but it's definitely not common.
0: Yeah, let's go with that. Somewhere in LA, probably has it in a theater. As far as I'm aware, Oscar Isaac is still playing Snake in this in this film. So, Mm. uh, I mean, that's a good catch. So, if anybody can give some kind of an element to really make you feel like you're with the character, I'm sure Mm -hmm. I'm sure he can do it. Yeah, true. I guess another thing that they could try is. There's a lot of dialogue sequences in those games mm-hmm. where you'll have like a, I'm trying to think what's called, a codex or something, mm-hmm. and you see like somebody's face and they're telling you like, well, what you got to do next in the mission, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. They could try to do something like that where that kind of pops up on the screen next to what you're watching and kind of visualize... For the viewer, that's what he's looking at on his arm. Right. Or something like that. Or yeah. his, whatever device he has. Right. Kind of give you that UI element of a video game, I guess. Right. Not so much the actual interactive side of a video game, mm-hmm. but just the feel of going into a menu or yeah, seeing something like that.
1: Yeah. That's a good point. That's a, a good possibility for that.
0: When you select your weapon, it, like, scrolls through all these different things. Mm -hmm. So maybe they could try something like that. I don't know. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Where you see him actually go through his weapons before he grabs something. I don't know. Yeah. They could do little things, but they're going to be limited just off the type of media. Yeah. And how different it is. Yeah. Okay. Um, Apparently, Neil Blomkamp uh, revealed concept art for what was going to be the alien five film. Yeah. Of course, this was a big thing back in the day. I don't remember how long ago it was, but it it became dead in the water and it's not a thing. They've obviously went on with doing their own sequels since this was officially going to be a thing at one point. Yeah. So Blomkamp shared these concept arts on his Twitter uh, one looks like it's basically just some of the alien eggs in a research lab with some kind of
1: like sensors on monitoring them. Monitoring sensors. It, yeah, yeah, like something you
0: would put like on a baby or something yeah. for their heart rate. They look
1: like the things that you get in the hospital. They like stick like a, mm-hmm. an electrode or whatever to use. They can monitor you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But only some of them are actually in casing. The other ones are just like out in the open on the ground, right? Like they... Yeah are naturally growing in the lab. Yeah. Uh, Another, uh, the other image shows Ripley, it it appears to be. I think he confirmed it was Ripley in a xenomorph biomechanics suit.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Basically, it looks like armor that looks like a xenomorph.
0: Yeah, and she's apparently going to go fight a queen alien. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Ballsy. Also known as a bitch. (laughs) What's weird to me is this is called this was going to be called Alien Five, right? Mm-hmm. Or at least that was a placeholder for it. Yeah. But the idea of the pitch was it was going to ignore Alien Three and Alien Resurrection. Yeah. And just go from aliens into this film mm-hmm. and bringing back Corporal Hicks, uh, Bishop, alongside Ripley.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, presumably Alien Five was just a placeholder, and they, it was just the fifth in the series. So that's probably why. Because they couldn't call it Alien 3 or 4. Yeah, but I guess
0: the weird thing is they're, I I guess, yeah, you're right. It would be, on paper, Alien 5 would be the logical one.
1: Yeah, good on paper. Because those
0: movies, (laughs) there you go. (laughs) Maybe it's a documentary about this. Maybe. (laughs) Those movies still exist, obviously. Mm -hmm. but, But in the canon world, they wouldn't have. Yeah. So I guess to me it's just weird that if they would have yeah. to have changed the name because oh, um, it wouldn't make sure. sense to call Alien Five and then say oh but three and four don't yeah count.
1: I, I have to assume that it was a placeholder name only
0: it also kind of plays off of like Aliens
1: it does yeah in a way yeah it would have been weird if they Which tried is... to call it Alien Three Dash Two so <laughs> Alien Five was probably the easier <laughs> the it
0: would be Alien Three. The Ripley cut.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> the Camp cut. Yeah. I'm kind of bummed we aren't going to get this version. Especially with what we've gotten since this was canceled. And... Yeah. Hasn't been the greatest... <laughs> yeah. Stuff so far.
1: It could have gone better. Uh,
0: I wonder if it has to do with Disney getting the ownership of Fox properties. Had anything to do with the, the direction changing.
1: It's possible.
0: But... On another timeline, right? Yeah. Alright. Uh, some good news, though. Uh, the animated Mortal Kombat Legends film is getting a sequel that's announced to be releasing this summer. Uh, voice actors from previous movie include Joel McHale as Johnny Cage and Jennifer Carpenter as Sonya Blade. I assume they'll be reprising their role.
1: Yeah, yeah. And then most of the other ones as well that were in Scorpion's Revenge or whatever. Yeah, that that was a
0: really good film and I think people should check it out. It's on HBO Max, Mm -hmm. uh, at least last I checked it was. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, so most of those people will be reprising their roles as well.
0: Full of gore, Mm -hmm. uh, but basically it gives you the entire tournament and it ties into Scorpion's origin story. If you liked the movie, the live action movie that came out recently... Mm-hmm. you'll really like the animated film because okay. it, it dives into more of Scorpion's story than you got in that film.
1: Okay.
0: When I say you, I mean anybody listening.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, there's going to be for anybody who's interested in aliens, J.J. <laughs> uh, Abrams and Showtime are teaming up to make a docuseries about UFOs. It's going to be a four-part docuseries examining the history of UFO sightings. I guess there's been some stuff like in the news about like I don't know. I'm not going to get into it because I don't know the facts. But apparently, there's been a lot of stuff in the news about UFOs and whether the government is covering stuff up, like legitimate stories.
0: Well, what I don't get is they're called UFOs because they're unidentified flying, flying objects. objects. They're yes. not saying they're fucking aliens. Yes. So when these headlines always say, oh, the government admitted there's aliens, yeah. what are you talking yeah. about? That's not yeah, at all what that's they're saying. Not what
1: UFO means. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good point.
0: They're just saying they don't know what the fuck it was. Yeah. It doesn't mean that it's anything of another planet.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, for people who are interested in that kind of shit, um, I mean, I might check it out because it's J.J. Abrams. Although, if it's going to be on Showtime, I guess I won't be checking it out.
0: <laughs> I, just, I just hope that he has a, a full plan for how to do this docuseries. Yeah. Unlike Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> Did you just see that news where he kind of re- admitted that he didn't really have a full plan of what, what to do for Star Wars and oh, I didn't for the see new that. trilogy and people got really happy to know that they
1: were vindicated yeah, in their hate.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Flash film director teased Sasha Kelly's supergirl costume with some pictures from the set. Were you able to check this out?
1: Yeah. I mean it's it's not it's, there's not much to look at. It's just basically a picture of her chest.
0: <laughs> oh, you didn't. Oh, so you didn't see the actual picture of her.
1: Wait, there's a picture of her.
0: He, oh, fuck, was, where, that's where they don't have it here. Because
1: I didn't see it. Yeah, in there. Here.
0: I saw. Yeah, I think he only posted a picture of the S emblem. Yeah, really up close. But if you Google Sasha Cali Supergirl suit, you will see there's actual pictures of her on set in the suit.
1: Unfortunately, <laughs> I don't know.
0: It, the suit does not look the greatest to me. I don't know, I, I'm assuming it's based off some kind of comic variant, but I don't, I'm not familiar with what they have. Basically, it's the Superman suit with, uh, like, a red coating on top. It's, it's, I think you said it was very similar to Spider-Man. It reminds me of Spider-Man. It does Man. look like Spider-Man a yeah. lot. Uh, but the design, it's very similar to Henry Cavill's, like, texture. Yes. So it tells us that it's the same exact superman character right Right, that she's related i mean presumably related to yeah not a different superman
1: right um i did we can see some like creepy fake ab looking things but i did um read on some of the comments people were saying that that is just her uh flying harness underneath the suit supposedly okay Okay. it's just an odd shape for it to be in. yeah
0: i mean (laughs) keep in mind this is like just photos from on set right yeah they're gonna polish everything off they're gonna yeah. give her abs and tone on her arms or whatever i'm sure they're gonna do everything to make her look perfect right yeah they do it with all of these characters yeah
1: that apparently like i mean most of these superhero shots on set look like trash and then they fix it in post like you so yeah
0: I, yeah it definitely doesn't look as good as some of the photoshop uh Variants that we got of her when she was first announced to play Supergirl, mm-hmm. but of course those are going to be polished and whatnot. So we'll obviously get a much better look of her when they start putting out the marketing materials and stuff of yeah, her character, definitely, and, and on screen when in whatever trailer. I'm imagining she'll be in a trailer as like a quick little shot.
1: Yeah, I would think so.
0: Get people hyped up, mm-hmm. along with. Michael Keaton as Batman. Yeah. Before we get into our reviews, uh, I wanted to talk about some of the social media, I guess, quick reviews, if you will, of Black Widow. So, not the full reviews of the movie, but people got to see screenings of the film. And they've given out their reactions. Very vague, but... Overall, it seems very positive. People mm-hmm. are seemingly liking this film.
1: That's not surprising. I mean, I think everybody's been... Honestly, I feel like people are going to be like, no, I like this, regardless of how they actually You think feel it just... <laughs> like, well, okay.
0: I, I was going to say, do you think it's because we just haven't had a Marvel yeah. film in a long time? De- we've been deprived Since, for what, so 2019? long. Since, what, 2019?
1: Yeah. The bar is pretty low.
0: But I guess at the same time, though, we are getting all these Disney Plus series, right? So True. Really, we haven't been deprived for those last six months. Yeah. But it is a different feeling to be in a theater watching a big blockbuster film. Yeah. Versus being at home on a smaller screen. Definitely. Even if it's the same universe of characters. Yes. So, yeah. Uh, some of the, the general senses were there's a lot of action. Uh, some people even compared it to glimmers of John Wick. mm mm-hmm. uh, Others said that there's a lot of heart with Within the characters in this film, and that it it was very very pleasant. Mm-hmm. And of course, people said there's a few twists, which you know, Marvel movie, we're we always are. gonna have a twist, yeah, right? Yeah. The thing that really stood out to me was that they somebody even uh, referenced the end credit scene being really shocking. What's shocking to me is that they would even give screeners an end credit scene. Yeah. You think they would just not have that to avoid that being leaked? Yeah. To anybody,
1: Right. I'm surprised they even said it. I Unless
0: agree. what they're giving them is not the real thing that they're going to give the final film.
1: Yeah, that's possible.
0: And if that's the case, what we get better be better than what they got. Of course. But yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to Black Widow. I, I was, I think, long before there was any concept of this film looks good. Yeah, um, I
1: have been avoiding social media. I haven't been looking into mm-hmm. it at all because I really just don't yeah. want some asshat to the, spoil it. The,
0: um, I believe the embargo is up for the full film for people to review and like basically have spoilers in their review uh-huh. uh, June 25th.
1: Why can't they wait until the the movie's out? That's what bothers me.
0: Well, now that I'm saying it, I wonder if they can't have spoilers. I mean, I guess I can't really stop you from having a spoiler. Yeah. I mean, if you're like a like a nobody blog, how would they stop you, right?
1: Yeah. How would they know?
0: <laughs> how would they know? <laughs> um, But yeah, embargoes are up, I think, June 25th. Yeah. Movies are out till July 9th for us, right? Right. Doesn't it come out earlier somewhere else, like a week before? Or did I make that up?
1: Oh, uh, you might be right.
0: Am I thinking of other film?
1: To be honest, I don't know.
0: Okay. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I, I think it. the UK might get it earlier, but I, I don't quote me on that. Okay, But yeah, I mean, I was saying that I would pay $60 for this fucking film on Disney Plus if they were to put Premiere Access, right? Yeah. Uh, not knowing that theaters would be open and we'd be capable of seeing it in theater instead of Disney Plus. So now we're going to go that route. Yes. Without paying, which I guess is only $30. Yeah. But yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to this one. Me too. All right, let's get into our reviews this week. Uh, here's how our rating system works.
1: If we hated something, we'll burn it.
0: If it was just okay or we're neutral, we're going to test it. And if it was pretty good, we're going to slice it.
1: If we absolutely love the shit out of it, we're going to dissect it.
0: And if all of us dissect it, we're, we're DTF. DTF.
1: Okay, first up, we checked out Sweet Tooth, the new series that came out to Netflix June 4th of this year. It's the fantasy drama series based on the comic book of the same name by Jeff Lemire, and basically the premise is a massive disease hit the world called the Sick, and at the same time, babies started being born as animal-human hybrids, Um, and it's a post-apocalyptic situation going on. in In it seems, uh, at least as far as
0: we've seen. (laughs) Yeah, 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 we're what we're on episode five of eight.
1: Yes, so we've seen four of them and it seems like everybody's in like a, an apocalyptic rural situation, but there there definitely seem to be cities. It,
0: it feels like The Last of Us. Yeah. It really does. Uh, everything about the environment that they're in, mm-hmm. you know, everything's grown over by mm-hmm. agriculture yes. and it just it really feels like a Last of Us apocalyptic environment that they're in. That's one thing I do like about this is it you can really feel the world that they're in. It's mm-hmm. not just like they're on a street that they made look like one. Like you feel it in the environment.
1: Right. Exactly. Um, so actually I wanted to shout out the actor who plays the main character, Gus. Christian Convery. He, I don't know, I don't think he's in much of anything else, but he does a good job. I feel like I feel it's worth mentioning he plays a half human, half deer boy who is raised in the woods um, and he wants to find his mom. That's pretty much mostly what seems to get him in trouble. Yeah.
0: I really hope his sister isn't Bambi because he's yeah. going to he's have. For not a treat. He's going to have some bad news coming gonna his gonna way. He's going to have a bad
1: time. Yeah. <laughs> um, Will Forte plays Pubba, Gus's father.
0: Is um, that what he's been calling him? Yeah. I was like, I don't know what he's saying. I thought
1: it was Papa.
0: That's what I assumed he was saying, but, but I was like, it doesn't sound that yeah, way. Yeah, so. Okay.
1: Yeah. Um, And I think he did a really great job with that role, too, where it's like, I'm so used to seeing him in comedic roles, where mm-hmm. this was like kind of comedic, yeah. but like not on purpose, per se. I
0: I really, <laughs> for me, I it was so much fun treating this like a, a prequel to The Last Man on Earth.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then another, the other, pretty much the only other main character at this point is Nonso Anozi or no, Nonso Ainuzi. He plays Tommy Jeppard, or as Gus calls him, Big Man. And in case you recognized him, it's because he was Zerazon Daxis in Game of Thrones.
0: I didn't recognize him oh, at okay. all.
1: I did. I was trying to figure out why I knew him, and, and I, I
0: don't know. even know who that is oh. on Game of Thrones. So <laughs>
1: okay.
0: I just struck out on he both ends. He was one of the
1: like big leader guys in um, the fucking place where. It like Khaleesi- an early season. It was whenever she was over in the. He was like one of the, uh, like rich guys over in the place where she got all the people that are following her.
0: Okay, I mean I can't you're, you're just wasting your time. I don't okay. know. I it's just fine. don't know
1: so, uh so far, I am enjoying this series. It's definitely a very interesting concept, and it's got a lot of statements about humanity and our effects on the earth
0: mm-hmm. um, It had a vibe to me of like the happening
1: mm-hmm. that I haven't seen M that.
0: night film where the plants release like a chemical that cause people to commit suicide and it's like them sending them a message to treat like the environment better dark yeah (laughs) such a ridiculous film yeah i think i've told you about it before
1: yeah i feel like you've mentioned it before
0: it just like the idea of like the message is like i mean they haven't really straight up said this but the tone to me is like the environment the planet is like teaching society a lesson yeah for how it's treated the planet
1: is stella and she's getting her groove back yeah okay (laughs)
0: But like the science behind the whole plot of this just does no, not make any sense. You have sense. to stop. Like,
1: yeah, <laughs> you can't possibly. If you're a
0: hybrid of animals, so like, do you, then how do you reproduce? Then I mean, yeah. they couldn't, right? Hybrids They'd don't. They'd have to be. reproduce with another hybrid of their same animal gene.
1: But that's the thing. Even like hybrids in society today, like a mule is a half yeah, horse, sterile, half right? donkey. They're sterile. They yeah. can't reproduce. Same thing with the liger and okay. the whatever, the zorse. All those hybrids that exist. I don't even know what that is. But... Zebra horse. Okay. Yeah.
0: <laughs> now, in retrospect, I should have known that. I didn't know that was a thing, though.
1: Yeah, it is a thing for some reason. Um Yeah, so they're all sterile. So I don't... I mean, obviously, that also gets the point across with Earth trying to get her groove back. Like, hey, stop mm-hmm. reproducing also, you know? But Yeah. So I guess it kind of works in mm-hmm. the earth's favor in that case.
0: I think the most crazy thing about this show is that it was released this year.
1: <laughs> yes. Also, it makes... it's
0: literally about a pandemic <laughs> yes. that wipes out a huge portion of the population. Yes,
1: yes. I also wonder, I feel like the, was this supposed to be released earlier? And they were like, yeah, no, 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 no. It no.
0: had to have been, right? <laughs> And yeah. then they just were like, you know, it's been long enough. It's I think not. it's okay at this point. Yeah,
1: it'll be fine. Yeah.
0: What's really crazy to me is this is a DC-based comic from what I understand. Yeah. And Robert Downey Jr. is an executive producer on it.
1: I saw that. Yeah.
0: He's switching sides. Yeah. It's confirmed. He's he's going to be the next, next Batman.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um. So I, this does make me interested in checking out the comic because I'm curious what other Kinds of crazy stuff mm-hmm. could happen in there that isn't going to happen on the screen.
0: It does seem pretty dark, huh? Yeah. For what it is. Yeah. Like I, I was like, I feel like it's supposed to be like family friendly, but it's really not. It, it's not.
1: It's not all. Yeah. <laughs> it's very... Uh, there's a lot of sad stuff that happens in it. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, it's still not super depressing because if you, it's so unreal it's not like real life there's so many it's yeah. so far removed from our current daily situation i mean with pandemic accepting mm-hmm. accepting um it's uh it's easy to disconnect and not feel yeah. like oh this is personally affecting me because <laughs> you don't see human animal yeah. hybrids walking well around. the
0: character too is so like oblivious to the world he's so Optimistic at the idea of just like oh I just go over here and then I'll find my mom right. Yes, it's like yeah he doesn't understand that there's this whole world full of threats.
1: Yeah, not only is he I want to say he's an, a ten year old boy boy deer hybrid. Mm-hmm. Um, he also was raised alone in the woods by his dad and has never seen another human. Mm-hmm. And all he had to learn from was his dad and his dad's books and all that. So it, there's not a whole. He's yeah. extra naive, not just like simple ten year old boy yeah. naive. But yeah. he, weird.
0: he's he was homeschooled.
1: Yeah. He was
0: super homeschooled. Like <laughs> he, he never
1: saw another very person.
0: limited <laughs> textbooks.
1: Yeah, it's like the Harvard of homeschools. <laughs> so yeah, there's it's a there's a lot. There some things about that are frustrating, seeing his interactions with the world. Mm-hmm. You kinda get mad a lot.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm enjoying it though. I I think that I I'm kinda like what you said, I I kind of am curious about the comic now. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure they have like a compendium or something out there that's probably sold out right now. Because that always happens with these kind of things. Yeah. So. But yeah, I will definitely continue the show. I'm very curious about the universe that it entails. It's getting really good now with kind of where they are and the characters that he's met. And Mm -hmm. shit that's going down. Yeah. Um, I kind of feel like I see where it's going to go. But. I don't know. I'm not sure if this is something that would get like another season. I guess.
1: Yeah, I guess it, it just,
0: just... depends on the the source material, right? How well it does with Netflix,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but um, I'm enjoying it. It would definitely be. I'll I will dissect it.
1: Nice. Uh, I am slicing it because I, I, I liked it a lot, but I did have a lot of problem with like why are you doing that? You know, like I just got frustrated a lot with the character.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um, I get what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like the,
1: the typical 10 year old boy behavior, yeah, but yeah. like worse. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I, I had some, I did get mad at the character quite a bit, but overall I did really like it. So I'm going to slice this one.
0: Okay. Sounds okay. good. So check that out on Netflix.
1: Yes. And let us know what you think. Um I checked out the new movie Fatherhood, released June 18th, and this is on Netflix as well. And it follows a single father played by Kevin Hart in his struggles to raise his daughter alone. Um it's re- based on a 20 20- based on a 2011 memoir, Two Kisses for Maddie: A Memoir of Loss and Love by Matthew Logan, who it's based off of. Obviously, it's like a um, that's who Kevin Hart plays Matthew Logelin and Melody Heard plays Maddie Logelin, the daughter, in the age that you see the most of her in. There's obviously like a baby and a toddler and there's a few different ages, but the main, the main plot line takes place when she's a little bit older and that's, um, that actress. Um, this movie was so sad at some parts. <laughs> it was like a, such a, a wide ranging, uh, spread of emotion. There was a lot of, there was like, because he's a widower and they show how that happens and he's trying to do the best thing for her but also not just give in and move back home, basically, because he, as soon as it ha- everything goes down, the his wife's family and his mom and they're like, well, you need to move back home. Like, you're not going to be able to do this. And everybody just is immediately like, you can't. You're not gonna be able to do it. And so that was really sad to see. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was like, nah, fuck that. I'm gonna do it, you know? And like, just because you said I can't, like, of course I can't, but I'm going to because I'm her dad, you know? And mm-hmm. so I, it was nice to see. And
0: or he's stubborn.
1: Yeah, and he's stubborn, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like there might be some stubbornness yeah, there. Yeah, a little
1: bit of stubbornness. Um, but he, like, it's interesting to see how he manages to raise this daughter in a non conventional way they and there's like little things that happen like poker night between him and his buddies and his daughters there like basically they start playing poker with cookies instead of chips oh. and then yeah there's a funny thing that happens with that but um he does some really weird shit that you're like there's no way this is going to work out but it works out and she's like a really well adjusted fairly well adjusted child f- considering Mm -hmm. Um, and so it's interesting to see the, the family relations and, and how, how he gets through that and how they get through it together. There's obviously some trials and tribulations as there's always going to be. Um, so it was actually a lot more sad. I mean, I don't know why I didn't expect it to be sad because I read this, the like description and I was like, Oh, widower, that should be fine. Um, (laughs) so it was more sad than I was expecting, but it was also, there was a lot of really funny, typical Kevin Hart humor. Um, and like heartwarming stuff. So it was a decent Father's Day film to watch. Okay. Yeah.
0: So to sum it up. Fatherhood yeah. is sad. Yeah. <laughs> so all those people, all those guys out there that are not fathers. Yeah. Keep this in mind. Yeah. When you're hooking up after the bar.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Um. So overall, I am going to slice this one as well I feel like um it's I don't usually do sad movies so it was a little bit it was good but I I didn't feel as happy watching it because I was obviously sad because of the subject matter so um but I think the acting was good the humor was good and overall um I'm gonna slice it
0: yeah really a a feeling provoking film
1: yes yes
0: it's good or bad, depending how you deal with feelings. Yeah. Alright. Well, and then last we watched Infinite, which is the Paramount Plus film starring Mark Wahlberg. Yes. Uh, I think there was a point in this film where he thinks he saw a Transformer.
1: <laughs> I don't think so.
0: Okay, I might have <laughs> made that up.
1: Yeah. Uh, and then also, fun fact, apparently Chris Evans was supposed to play his character, Evan, but he ended up leaving the project due to scheduling issues with Defending Jacob. Hmm. This came to Paramount Plus on June 10th. It's a science fiction action film directed by Antoine Fuqua, and um, obviously you said Mark Wahlberg, but we also have Sophie Cookson, plays Nora, and Chiwetel Ejiofor is uh, Bathurst, who's like the villain, if you will. Antagonist, yeah. Antagonist, yes.
0: They do the same thing.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> Mine's just fancier than yours. Yeah,
1: antagonist doesn't necessarily mean they're the bad guy. It just means they're the one working against the good guy. It could be
0: by default. Yeah, that means them the bad guy. Not
1: necessarily. They just might have a different. It's yeah, yeah whatever. It's just okay. so you're for saying
0: Thanos wasn't the bad guy. No,
1: I'm not saying that.
0: <laughs> you heard it here. She thinks Thanos was the good guy.
1: Yeah. Um. And we also had uh, Wallace Day as Shin, who was the lackey character, the little assistant to to, uh, Bathurst. And Jason Manzoukas is in this as well. I feel like he is in everything these days. So I felt like he was worth mentioning. He's all over the place. The concept of this film essentially is that there are people that they live forever. I mean...
0: Basically they're reborn into a new person every time they die. Yeah, every time...
1: They pass, their, their soul goes to a new body or whatever, mm-hmm. right? And then there's these organizations, there's two organizations of people that are in, there's infinites, and I can't remember what the other one's called. There's the two people, the two type of people, one of the good guys, one of the bad guys, and then they're both immortal, and one of the organizations saves their bodies for some reason. It's uh,
0: I mean, think it's Study.
1: Yeah just to study it. The yeah.
0: whole thing. That makes sense. Uh, I mean the way I took it was they I didn't really see it as two organizations I just saw it as they are these beings and one of them was like you know what kind of unhappy with this position I'm in and yeah. I'm gonna make changes because I don't agree with it anymore.
1: Yeah. I feel like some one of the people indicated that there might be a group of people like him but maybe we don't well, like, I just assume saw that any of them.
0: everybody that was working with him I assume was just his followers who were also of these infinite right powers or whatever
1: that makes sense um so i mean i enjoyed this i think it was a fun sci-fi movie
0: it didn't get very good reviews i feel like in like the the media outlets Mm -hmm. but i'm gonna be honest i had a good time with this one i it was it was fun maybe a little slow in parts but like it felt like i think we said this from the trailer and that Spot on was exactly what it was. It felt like a Fast and Furious kind of meets mm-hmm. uh, that Netflix series or movie. The Old Guard. The Old Guard. Yes. You know, it felt like that. It was very action oriented, car racing. It was It was just fun. It yeah. was really just a fun popcorn flick is really all it was.
1: Yes. And it was really um, interesting to see that the modern day character played by... Um, Mark Wahlberg, he, as a result of being one of these infinites who has, like, basically memories of all of his past lives but not enough to realize that they are memories, Mm -hmm. he's diagnosed as schizophrenic whenever he's a teen or whatever. And instead of feeling, like, regaining all of his past lives' memories completely, he ends up in this weird fucking limbo where he's taking these drugs because because of his schizophrenia diagnosis. And then he has skills that he doesn't understand mm-hmm. why and knowledge that he doesn't understand yeah. why and then he ends up learning all about it.
0: Yeah, it was a really interesting take on that and like the idea that like people who may seem like they have something different or weird mm-hmm. going on with them like maybe there's something more to them yeah. than than the average person.
1: Yeah, definitely. And,
0: and so that was kind of a fun spin they put on this. But I think ultimately it was it was very predictable. Very basic storyline, but it was really just fun. Yeah, I don't know. I
1: mean, it was just an it, action. This movie. is definitely
0: a get for Paramount Plus. You yeah, know? we keep yeah. saying like they don't they don't seem to have a whole lot yet, and this is like the only non child based thing so far. Yes. Uh, so, I think it's worth a watch if people have Paramount Plus. Uh, I wouldn't go get Paramount Plus for it, but it's certainly enjoyable.
1: I agree. This one's also going to be a slice-it from me.
0: Yeah, I would say slice-it is a good one.
1: I was just slicing and dicing this episode.
0: Yeah. Should get you a samurai sword.
1: Yeah. Are <laughs> you going to forge one for me?
0: I will forge one for you. Okay.
1: That is it. That's all we watched this week. Thanks, everyone, for listening so far. If you're still listening, we appreciate you. Please go uh, give us a rating or a review on your favorite podcast service. Check us out on Facebook, Dissecting This Fiction Podcast, or follow us on Twitter at Pod. Or go directly to our website, dtfcast.com, or send us an email to dtfpod at gmail.com. In the meantime, uh, we're going to be getting into our gaming news for this week, uh, so here we go.
0: Alright, well we teased it earlier, we finished up with E3 this last week, we do have some more content to cover, whether it's worth the wait, guess we'll find out now. Yeah. Uh. But before that, we do have some new releases I would like to go over for this week. Uh, Looks like Switch is pretty heavy here. Not so much on the Xbox or PlayStation side, uh, but Switch has Worms Rumble coming out June 23rd, and that's just the newest installment in the Worms franchise, which I did not know still existed, to be honest. I didn't. I'm
1: not familiar with that one. I don't
0: think I've seen a game since like 360 PS3 time. Wow. I mean, there probably has been. I just never noticed them. Yeah. Uh, Tony Hawk Remastered, this is based off 1 and 2, is coming out June 25th for Switch. It's basically, they've finally ported it over to Nintendo. Mm -hmm. It's the same game that's on Xbox and PlayStation. Uh, And if you're looking for a Switch exclusive first party title... Mario Golf Super Rush is coming out June twenty fifth, and I, I'm going to assume your thoughts are, "Who the fuck cares to play golf?" Yeah, as Mario. Yeah, but I'll tell you, a lot of people. A lot of people. Okay. <laughs> I had some of the previous installments. I think they had the GameCube version. They're actually pretty fun games, even if you don't like golf. Uh, we'll talk about it a little bit more. But they actually announced this with some new modes and stuff for the E3 stuff. So we'll, mm. we'll get into that a little bit later. Okay. But that also comes out June 25th. Uh, multi-platform Dark Alliance comes out June 22nd. That is a RPG co-op experience, I believe. Uh, Legend of Mana is coming out on PS5 and Switch June 24th. That's a remake of the original. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Scarlet Nexus is, is a jrpg i believe coming out june 25th that's one that's been pretty hyped up the last six months or so all right um and just kind of in the same vein of releases not coming out anytime soon but they were in the news as announcements tetris effect is coming to ps5 with crossplay uh in late july so This is going to be the version that came out on Xbox uh, not too long ago called Tetris Effect Connects, I believe.
1: Or Connection,
0: something like that. Right. Which is is an updated version of the PS4 version slash PSVR version that came out last year or a couple years ago. Mm -hmm. We have the game. Yeah. Uh, But by doing this research, I found out PS4 owners of that version from a few years ago will get the download for free for this game. If you have a PS5, you mm. will be able to play it. Very cool. With the multiplayer added and all that cool stuff that they've done with the updated version. Nice. So, probably check that out. Yeah. Uh, also, this is a game that I really enjoyed on Xbox. It's called The Medium. I think we did a review for it a while back. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's coming out to PS5 now. It's no longer an exclusive to the Xbox. So it is going to be coming out September 3rd of this year for PS5. So anybody who has a PS5, I really recommend this game. It was a lot of fun. It felt very Silent Hill. Uh, It's a lot less action. It's really more story-driven narrative and exploration. But there is a little bit of combat.
1: Would you compare it to Control?
0: Yes, but less... Less combat? Combat.
1: Okay. Okay. Alright, I'm interested.
0: Yeah, much less combat.
1: Okay, good.
0: I mean, Control is about combat, I would say.
1: Is it? Okay. I feel like people describe that as not being primarily about combat. So, that's why I was... Mm-hmm.
0: I could see why. Because it's less combat than your typical yes. game in a survival horror yes. franchise. Yeah. But this is even less than that. Even less than that, but okay. not But that's not to say that it's not a good game. okay. I guess it just depends on the experience you enjoy. Yes. All right, let's jump into our E3. You know we've teased it enough.
1: Yeah, let's talk about
0: it. Um, we're going to start off with Capcom. Man, we were we were disappointed with some of the uh, developers in our last E3 mm-hmm. breakdown. If we're comparing E3 to a fart in the wind, Capcom was like the wet part of that fart.
1: Ew. <laughs> The grossest part?
0: <laughs> I, I guess the most surprising part. Oh, okay. And not in a good way.
1: So was it a shark?
0: Yeah, I guess <laughs> Capcom is the shark of
1: farts.
0: <laughs> they, okay, they announced like what, f- I want to say five things-ish, and none of them were all that exciting. It almost felt like, for me, Capcom should have just not shown up. You could have just said you didn't have anything. Tell the teacher you didn't do your homework.
1: Yeah. Was it better than WB, though? They had more than one thing.
0: I guess it's just uh, a comparison of, if we're talking amount of things versus quality of things, then yes, they had more things. Let's just go off the list right now. So they started out the presentation, which only lasted maybe 20 minutes. Okay. If I recall. Uh, They started out with Resident Evil 8 Village DLC. Announcement. It's in development now. Their whole spew was, oh, due to popular demand, we're now gonna have DLC for this game.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm sorry. Nobody was begging you for DLC. Yeah. What you did was you planned DLC for this fucking game. You know how I know? Because every Resident Evil you planned DLC for. Yeah. So you had shit that you had ready to design post launch. And now you're pretending like you just now coming up with it, even though you've had it already in development. Yeah, I guarantee that's what happened. They didn't give us a release date. They didn't give us any kind of concept or context of what the DLC was. They just said, "Oh, we we'll, we'll, we're going to have DLC." So for your three hour game, you're going to now charge people for DLC. <laughs> pretty pretty fucking bullshit, if you ask yeah. me. Yeah. But they do that with every Resident Evil. Um, Resident Evil Reverse was their next thing. They they announced that it's going to be July 2021. We already knew that. That was already announced weeks ago, if not months ago.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: In fact, that's delayed. So really, you're not announcing anything good. It's just an update to your bad news. Yeah. For the game that nobody wanted. Also, you have to have Resident Evil Village in order to even play that. Even though you call it free.
1: Oh. Well, it's not free, then.
0: That's not free. It's not how no. that works. It's yeah, exactly. called included. Yeah, yeah.
1: exactly.
0: <laughs> I think they, they think they wore it like free with purchase of Resident Evil Village. Yeah, or some shit yeah. like that. Free yeah. with
1: donation. Yeah. Go fuck yourself.
0: <laughs> uh, they jumped into some Monster Hunter stuff. Monster Hunter Stories 2 Rings of Ruin. It's getting a demo June 25th, and the release for the game will be July 9th. I don't know if that release date is new, but... That's just one of those side games for Monster Hunter. Mm -hmm. Uh, It looks like it was more of an anime kind of Pokemon uh, tone of the world. Mm -hmm. Whereas the mainline games are a little bit more realistic. Uh
1: Uh-huh.
0: Graphically, I mean. Right. They also revealed a collaboration with the Monster Hunter Rise game, which was released earlier this year. Mm -hmm. Um, But that was really it for Monster Hunter. Uh they went into the Great Ace Attorney Chronicles, which was a game I've never heard of. It sounds like it's a franchise that ex- has existed already, and it's just another installment. Oh, okay. Um, it looked like there was two parts to it. Dance of Deduction was the first one. They're referring to it as a you start with Detective Herlock Holmes making no. deductions <laughs> about potential near duels. Following his speech, Rina Suki and Susato will have to point out the flaws in Shom's accusations. Together, they will do a metaphorical dance to discover the truth. What the that fuck? That's fucking weird. So is it like a dance game where you can't dance unless you solve crimes?
1: I don't understand. Or, mysteries or... They dance to get clues?
0: Yeah. It felt like they, it seemed like they were like animal characters in this, if I am correct. Uh, The other part of this was called Summation Examination, and it will be seeing players examining the jurors' statements and find conflicting ones and swear the jury in your favor. So, is it like you're trying to basically persuade, is it like 12 Angry Men that like, the idea like you have to like persuade everybody else to like be... Voting guilty or not guilty on somebody. It, it
1: might be. <laughs> I'm still not really clear what the dancing has to do I, with anything. But
0: <laughs> I don't even know if the second part has dancing. I think it might just be the first part. Yeah. Um, but this game is coming out July 27th, 2021. I have to assume there's a really niche market for this game. Yeah. You know, I'm... I like to say that I'm pretty in tune with what's happening in the game industry. I've never heard of this. So unless I'm... Constantly missing this franchise somewhere, I don't know <laughs> where this audience is, yeah,
1: uh,
0: and then last thing that Capcom had was just some basic bullshit reminder video of, oh, hey, remember the street Fighter tournament happens every year around e three Don't forget it, go to this website,
1: yeah, is that even news at this point? no it's,
0: just... it's it this whole event was really lackluster for Capcom, like 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 I said, it just felt like. You could have just done your own little web video another time, maybe individually for these things. Yeah. It felt like you just didn't have anything to really show, but you didn't feel like you could not show up. Yeah. Maybe they thought we'll get better marketing because there's less developers showing up, Mm -hmm. but you didn't show up yourself in a sense, in my mind. Yeah. Yeah. It just really sucked. None of my predictions came to light with Capcom. You know, some of them were a little bit less realistic than others, but like I really thought that they would give at least one of those a announcement, and I was just really shocked. So, yeah, I think I had you know, I resident evil four I thought was remake was going to be announced for next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's been heavy rumors that that already exists. Thought they'd venture into uh, announcing an omni onimusha reboot since. They kind of released the port of that game last year. Thought that was a indication that they were trying to test the market for that franchise again. Got nothing there. so.
1: Sounds like Capcom told you to go fuck yourself.
0: Yeah, it sounds <laughs> like Capcom's like, do you like to dance and judge people? <laughs> no, Capcom, I don't. Well, I got the game for you.
1: <laughs>
0: it sounds like you don't. Yeah. Uh, you know, you brought up WB having just one game. Bandai Namco came to compete with that. They did? Yeah. So they showed up with what I was surprised by not being anything anime related, which is like their thing. Uh, they focused solely on Dark Pictures Anthology House of Ashes. We talked about this a little bit. think it yeah. showed up in the Xbox Bethesda mm-hmm. event. Um... So it's based on the Iraq War. In 2013, a group of soldiers uh, show up to this basically uh, a hidden temple to discover shit happening there. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's apparently going to be over 60 unique deaths possible in this game. Not sure if that's something that you Jesus. want to get.
1: That's a weird brag.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, it sounds like there's going to be like a bunch of monsters in this fucking temple that you're... Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, the whole point of the game is going to be like... Full of jump scares, and they said there's gonna be new levels of jump scares in this one compared to the other two games that they've had. Uh, and they're adding free camera angles, which I guess is something people have asked for.
1: Mm. I kind of want to just go look at look up a list of the ways to die in the.
0: <laughs> you know when I read that it rhymed, reminded me of uh, like Tomb Raider, where like they show like a a video of how you die. Uh-huh. Every time, like it was yeah. based off what you did. Yeah. And I was like, I don't think there was near sixty of those. No, there's no <laughs> way.
1: I remember that the first reboot. I think it was like a thing of, it was like a, a tunnel of water or something to do with like a tree, and I kept impaling mm-hmm. myself on a tree. Oh yeah. So many fucking times I yeah. was like, got I got
0: wood. <laughs> yeah. Am I right. I was like,
1: fuck this game. I'm never playing it again. Yeah. And, and then, then I never.
0: Three, yeah. three, <laughs> three games, games later. later,
1: I'm still doing it. Yeah.
0: yeah. Not, not only that, you're you were
1: still dying. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say
0: you're you're waiting for E3 to announce yeah. a Tomb Raider four. I am. Yeah. And then I'm upset when they don't.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. Uh, Nintendo was our big one for the last couple days. They had a bunch of stuff. I'd say they came in second to Xbox as far as content. How many things they had. Okay. Definitely more than everybody else. Um right off the bat, they had some announcement, I guess, for streamers not to co stream the E three direct, uh, while it aired, and that they would prosecute anybody who broke the rules. Wow. This is such a Nintendo move, isn't so
1: Nintendo. Why? Why? <laughs> I why does it why does it matter? would don't they want the free advertising? They just really I don't get it.
0: Really worry about their image I think and other people using their branding and ruining their image I guess That's I don't know It's
1: so weird
0: yeah they're they're really strict with stuff like that they have like this whole program that you have to be a part of it to even stream their games yeah basically they get a cut of the profits if you stream mm-hmm. their stuff which is
1: weird but yeah
0: yeah um Right off the bat, they announced Smash Brothers added Tekken character Kazuya. Hope I said that right. It
1: sounds right. You're a
0: fan of Tekken, right? You said?
1: (laughs) Yeah, but I can't say I know how to pronounce the names. Okay. (laughs) But it sounds good. Uh,
0: There was no release date, but he's been added. So, anybody who loves to see the roster additions for Smash Brothers, Mm -hmm. you're welcome. Life is Strange, True Colors. They kind of went into a little bit of depth on this one. We already knew this game existed. Earlier in E three, but it's coming out September tenth on Switch, and it's going to get a Life is Strange remaster for uh twenty twenty one release date. So I guess holiday time. Yeah. Um Guardians of the Galaxy surprisingly is coming to Nintendo Switch. That nice. really surprised me. That's pretty cool. That's coming October twenty sixth, along with the other consoles. I'm curious though, because I know that they messed around with playing games through uh like, server streaming. hmm You know, I they think they did Resident Evil 8 like that for Switch. hmm I'm curious if Guardians of the Galaxy will be like that, or if it's going to actually be something that you can download or buy a physical cartridge. That's
1: a good question.
0: Because it doesn't look like a game that they would be able to have on the Switch. Mm-hmm. But they do have Doom, so who knows? Uh, Worms Rumble, which we announced that release date. That was shown here with some gameplay. Uh, another game, Astria Ascending, looked like a some kind of RPG game. Two Point Campus was announced for our 2022 release. We had the Two uh, Point Hospital I won in a, game. yeah. A Xbox whatever thingy. Yes. It was alright. Um, not my style, it but like it was interesting. Game. It does feel like it's kind of like yeah. a phone game, yeah. yeah. Uh, Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania was announced. So this is for the 20th anniversary of the franchise. And that gets a October 5th release. And it's an exclusive to the console. Okay. Uh, Mario Party Superstars. October 29th. This looked like it was just a comb- combination of a bunch of different Mario Party game types.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Not so much something new. Okay. I was a little unsure on what exactly was the announcement with this. Because I feel like we already knew about this. Mm-hmm. Unless I'm thinking of... A game that already came out on Switch. Uh, the big shock was they did not have Metroid Prime 4. That was also one of my predictions. That they were going to show a little bit of something besides a title. Mm-hmm. After how many fucking years? I know they had a reboot of the, of the development. But you don't have anything yet?
1: Yeah, it's a little surprising.
0: But what they did show was Metroid 5. And
1: really? they, called,
0: they called it Metroid Dread. So this is getting an October 8th release date. And it's a 3D side-scroll version of Metroid. So it's based off the original Metroid franchise. Mm -hmm. Prime is a first-person variation where this is the more traditional ones. Like me and my brother were playing uh, at Mm -hmm. the cabin. Yeah. That was a Super Mini, I think it was. Right, yeah. And they they went into the detail on their... uh, Basically, it looks like this kind of stalker system, like these whatever these entities are they kind of stalk her yeah they stalk her and (laughs) they stalk her and chase her down Mm -hmm. Uh, and looks like there's different types for each area very traditional metroid You navigate the areas where
1: you have to like go back to area multiple times you're gonna have to go back and forth and
0: be able to open up doors and stuff it looks fun but man was i disappointed that we didn't get a metroid four i mean prime four If you have time to make another Metroid, why don't you have time to focus on Metroid Prime 4? You know what I mean? I know people are more excited about a Metroid 5 than they are about Prime 4, but...
1: Still, follow the map.
0: Teach their own, I guess.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Uh, They also announced Amiibos for that. A two-pack with Samus and then one of the stalker-looking creatures. I guess they're called Dread, maybe. Mm. You got your typical announcements. Just Dance 2022, November 4th release. Uh, This really got me excited. Cruisin' Blast... Uh it's a console exclusive for fall twenty twenty one. It looks like it's like a part of like the cruising USA, cruising world, the racing mm. kind of okay. combat games. Okay. So I was very interested in that one. Uh Dragon Ball Z Kakarot Plus, a new Power Awakens set. So that's coming out September twenty fourth. It felt like a gimmick, like, okay, so we got the game on Switch now, and here's a little DLC item, right. like it, did, it felt very weird. Like, there, I don't know what you're marketing besides the game, it doesn't seem like there's anything new. Yeah, Mario Golf Super Rush was shown with some new competitive modes. Free updates will be available with levels and characters. That was pretty exciting to see that they're adding content as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Similarly,
0: like they're gonna have some stuff that was related to the Mario game that was released a couple years ago. They announced a new WarioWare game, which is a pretty popular franchise for people. It's always been on the handheld consoles, so mm-hmm. it makes sense that a Switch would get one. That's yeah. coming out September 10th. Uh, they showed a gameplay demo of Shin Megami 10 V, 5 which is a exclusive JRPG for the Switch. Uh, they had a pretty cool concept where you can actually uh, convince enemies to join your party. That's like the whole system, instead of just... Meeting people and be like, oh, come join my party. Yeah. You can actually fight enemies and either trick them or convince them or do something like that to get them to join your party. And it's kind of like a Pokemon kind of thing where... Right. The more you use them in your party, they'll level up and uh-huh. they'll grow. And the, they like kind of like a monster rancher thing where you can actually splice them together and make new creatures. That's pretty cool. Very interesting stuff. Mm-hmm. I was I was interested in that, so... Uh, that's coming out November 12th, apparently. Uh, one yeah. of their bigger announcements was Mario Rabbids 2, which is coming out next year with no real release date. They showed a little bit of gameplay. It looks about more of the same, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. Not really my style, but I think it, it was pretty successful as far as uh, copies sold.
1: Mm-hmm. And the, the Rabbids games were pretty popular for a while.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they ended the whole thing with, uh... Some Zelda talk, naturally. Mm -hmm. Um, Not as much as I thought there would be. Surprisingly, they started out with Hyrule Warriors, Age of Calamity, getting an expansion pass. Uh, So, Wave 1 is going to be something called Pulse of the Ancients, coming out June 18th. So, I guess that's already happened. Mm
1: -hmm. Uh,
0: And Wave 2 is called Guardian of Remembrance, and that's coming out sometime in November. And then they kind of went into detail with some of the stuff that you're getting in it. It looked like you were getting like a motorcycle for Zelda to drive. Oh, okay. It looked like a horse hybrid motorcycle thing. Sure. Some new areas it looked like. Cool stuff if you're into that game. Yeah. Um, And then, of course, they kind of went into a little bit of Skyward Sword HD coming out July 16th. Really, it was just kind of remind people that they're bringing that game over to Switch. They're doing a little bit to it, but not a whole lot. That's a game I never got to play, so I'm kind of interested in buying it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then for Zelda's anniversary, they had a Game & Watch Zelda edition where it gave you Zelda 1 and 2 from the original Nintendo, a Game Boy Zelda version, not the Game Boy Color version, the original one.
1: Mm
0: Kind of stingy if you ask me. Yeah. And some new little mini game that you could play. As Link, mm. themed after Game and Watch,
1: that's cool.
0: Uh, and then, of course, their big thing with Breath of Breath of the Wild too. They showed some gameplay, some new mechanics. It looks like now they've introduced like a whole sky aspect of the game. Okay, where you can fly and go into areas that are in the sky now. Oh, okay. You played more of the game yeah. than I did, so yeah. if that already existed, I am un- unaware. Of there
1: it. was one place where you had to kind of like float from one peak to another, but like it wasn't truly a sky city. It okay, it's like on peaks. So yeah,
0: so now they have like like the goblins and stuff or able to have little flying ships and stuff that you can go oh, on to. And yeah, that's, fight definitely, them there. that's definitely new. <laughs> okay, uh, so it. This is the first update we're getting on the game in two years, okay? hmm Pretty ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, the physics and time mechanics is basically the new stuff that they showed. It was pretty interesting, but it felt like it was stemmed off of what they've already done in the first game. hmm And then they gave a 2022 release date. Okay. And I feel like that's surprising when this is a game that's based off something that you already had an entire engine built for. And the game has been out since the start of the Switch, so that's yeah, like what five years that is now. A little surprising. Taking, I feel like that's five years. Taking their right? sweet
1: ass time. I think so.
0: And I think it's five years. I might. I might be time traveling too far. I don't know. At least three. Everybody's right? In a
1: time it's days. at
0: least three years. Yeah. No, it's five. If I'm wrong, let me know. Uh, but this isn't fall like a dead dove situation for me. This game is not out yet, or not going to be out this year. Yeah. That's, I'm I'm sorry, that's just surprising to me.
1: Yeah. I feel like it's been long enough that we should have had another game.
0: Yeah. So uh, that was really it for E3. Um, I mean, they had some other things. There was some indie stuff. There was a cool game that was like about dog and cats, like shelters. Like you run them and stuff, and then you, the, the, the profits from those games are going to go help actual rescues and stuff. It was pretty fun stuff to hear. So there's some indie stuff I'm interested in looking at for mm-hmm. Switch. Overall, this was a very lackluster year, huh? Mm-hmm. I mean, the pandemic, obviously, sure, yeah, lower expectations, but really, I feel like the only contender that really brought a presence this year was Xbox.
1: Hmm. I I agree. They had so many good options and so many different enhancements to things that already existed, too, that it really wasn't much of a competition.
0: Yeah. Nintendo brought stuff, but it just felt like a lot of it we already knew about or it wasn't that exciting because it was just like something that was on another console and now it's just coming to Switch.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: Smash Brothers cool. You had a new character, but like, you always add a character every few months, right? Every it feels five like minutes,
1: yeah.
0: Metroid probably the biggest announcement for that, and to me, that was overshadowed the, by the fact that you didn't have anything about Metroid Prime Four. Yeah. Yes, do I want Metroid Metroid Five? Yes. Am I going to buy it? Most likely, but I would have rather hear that you're really hard at work on Metroid Prime Four, and this is what you've got to show us finally. Yeah. Overall, I I would say. <laughs> Yeah, Capcom was a burn it for me. Bandai Namco was a. It was kind of. It was a burn it, I guess, because they only had one thing. But it did have my interest. So I. Maybe attest it just because I am interested in that game and what they had to offer of that game. Nintendo was probably a slice it for me. It was... They had a, they had the content. They had good enough stuff. But I was probably expecting a little bit more for Breath of the Wild, personally.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Really would have liked to see Metroid Prime 4. I think Mario Golf had some pretty fun announcements. But that was a game we already even knew before yeah. E3 was even coming out. So, what what's your final take on, on E3 this um, year?
1: Well... I definitely feel like they could have done better. I know that we were in a pandemic last year and all that. But, I mean, if anything, you'd think that would give you time to work on presentations or ideas or brainstorming for how to make this better.
0: Yeah, exactly. So,
1: I'm kind of surprised by how short it fell.
0: Or if you know you don't have a good concrete layout for E3, don't waste the money on it. This
1: is the perfect... Because it's not cheap. It's the perfect opportunity this year to be like, Yeah, we're not going, and nobody's gonna think yeah. anything Sony plus.
0: hasn't gone for the last three years, right, mm-hmm. and it's not hurting them. it's really not, yeah, they're doing their own state of plays, like you guys can do that too, exactly. I think e three is slowly dying. I don't think we'll see it in the capacity it is in the next few years. I think it's gonna be as much smaller scale thing for more Indies and smaller developers.
1: Well, I'm glad we got to go while it was bigger. Yeah. Just to have the experience.
0: And I think that's kind of a part of what really kind of sucked for it this year, too, was like knowing what kind of experience it is and then what you're seeing on the screen. And then not only that, you're not even seeing as exciting stuff announced as you've been seeing the last few years when you go, right? Mm -hmm. But, you know, in the vein of E3, Bethesda was there with Microsoft, they announced their Starfield game is going to be coming out exclusive to Xbox and PC. Uh, so getting into our news, our first story is Pete Hines, uh, the lead at Bethesda, apologized to PlayStation fans for their feelings of Starfield exclusivity on Xbox and PC. So he's their not, feelings. He's not apologizing. This was a thing that... So he apologized. This is what he said. He said... If you're a big fan of stuff we make and a game that we are making is no longer available on your platform, I totally understand if you are unhappy or pissed. I get it. Those are all real feelings and frustrations. All I can really say is I apologize because I'm certain that's frustrating to folks, but there's not a whole lot I can do about it. Okay. So it doesn't sound like he's apologizing that it's exclusive. He's apologizing that... People are impacted by the fact that it's exclusive.
1: Yeah. I'm sorry that you feel that way.
0: Exactly. <laughs> Which I don't know if it was like, it, it's, I, I
1: it's get like... It's it's like a loophole, I, can, I guess,
0: that you are apologizing that's exclusive, can, but you're like saying you're not. I yeah, don't know.
1: I can see people being upset by it, but I also feel like it's... Um, he's acknowledging people's feelings. He's yeah. like, yeah, yeah, I get it.
0: So basically what happened was he did this, social media... Both sides. PlayStation people are like, Yeah, you better apologize, you know, and then Xbox people are like, Why the fuck are you apologizing? Yeah. Um, I read one thing where somebody compared uh what Xbox is doing with Starfield to uh what Sony did with Street Fighter, Spider Man, Final Fantasy, other games that became exclusives to the console and they weren't even owned by Sony. Yeah. At the time. Mm-hmm. And the person was like, you know, we never got one developer apologizing for those games. You shouldn't be apologizing for this. And then Pete Hines actually responded to that person and said, I'm not apologizing for exclusivity. I don't have to do anything. Some of our fans are upset slash angry, and I'm sorry they are. This isn't wrong or weird. It's acknowledging how they feel. That's it. That's my whole point. So, in that sense, good on you. Because... You're trying to guess and be inclusive.
1: Yeah. You you know, you're saying, I
0: understand you can't play where you want to play, and that's out of my control, but just know that I care about how you can't play there. Yes. But the reality is, like, that is kind of true, though. Like, you know, there are games that are just exclusive because that's just the way the industry goes. And. It's certainly a different response than what Scott Amos had over the Avengers announcement of Spider-Man being exclusive to Sony for that game, right? Yeah. When people were upset when it was only going to be on PlayStation, what did he say? For those players who absolutely want to play as Spider-Man, you have the option to do so on PlayStation. Yeah. Basically just saying, go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. Go buy a PlayStation if yeah. you care.
1: Yeah. That was such a dick response. <laughs>
0: So, I, I see both aspects, but like as someone who has both consoles and I see how Xbox seems to get treated shittier yeah. when it comes to exclusivities for yeah. third party games, mm-hmm. uh, I get it. And so, in that sense, I get why people have no sympathy for people on PlayStation. Right. But they technically have a PC, so it's not like you can't play it if you don't have an Xbox. No one's saying you have to go buy an Xbox.
1: True. And also, I'm pretty sure you can use your PlayStation controller on a PC.
0: Yeah, I think you can. Yeah. I just thought it was interesting that that was even a thing that happened. But in the context, I get it. Yeah. All right. Well, in the vein of Xbox, uh, they are apparently doing really well in Japan. Uh, Specifically, the Xbox Series S. uh, Microsoft is selling really well. And they've seen a lot of improvement in that -hmm. that region.
1: I'm not surprised that the Series S is selling... If any, I'm assuming it. That means it's doing better than the Series X. They're like really big into like organization and compact things, like yeah. So it's also smaller. I
0: think they've just been kind of killing it with Game Pass, and right. they're, they're they're really they're really working well with partnerships with Japanese studios now, mm-hmm. and whether it be just games being added to Game Pass or getting studios to make games for Xbox or just work with them, yeah. It, I think they're they're growing their relationships in yeah. that region mm-hmm. where they really struggled in the past. Yeah. And so I think by doing that, they're getting people a little bit more accepting to buying a competitor console who's not made in
1: <laughs> yeah. Japan, right? Yeah. yeah, that's true.
0: But you know what? Buying and selling consoles might not even be a thing at some point for Microsoft because apparently... Microsoft has plans to bring Xbox Series X and S exclusives to Xbox One through X Cloud. So this would eliminate the need for consoles in general, right? Because you, we have this issue where they can't even sell consoles right now. Both PlayStation and Xbox are having limited quantities with you know the chip shortage and yes. uh, limited availability for consoles right now for this next gen. Yeah. Apparently, what they have planned is you could just theoretically stream your game from your console through their servers mm-hmm. to your screen, yeah, and then you wouldn't even need to actually have the game, and your tech wouldn't be relevant right, which is genius because not only does it then leave you not needing a console or you know not needing you wouldn't need a series x or s mm-hmm. you would you would then be able to like check out their tech for the x cloud Mm -hmm. it would get you probably incentive to get into game pass because that's probably how you would do it yeah is through game pass yeah it just seemed like a win-win right
1: yeah definitely that means i'll uh eventually i might be able to play uh what is it lawnmower simulator from my console
0: (laughs) oh yeah i'm sure you're really (laughs) waiting to do that huh (laughs) Yeah, we did We did play some demos off yeah. of the E3 stuff. We'll but, talk about, uh, we'll talk about that next, next week. week. We, yeah, yeah we, uh, <laughs> There's a couple more I want to play. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, they've been dropping, I think, this week. Yeah, I mean, it's just another example of Microsoft really leaning into that streaming side of the industry, right? Of yeah, definitely. the market.
1: Yeah, they're leaning where, hard. Where
0: you don't see PlayStation really focusing on that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I think that's going to be a really strong point for them. We, you know, we even heard Microsoft talking about how at some point they'd like to have Game Pass available through TVs. Yeah, You don't even need a console. Right. Which would be the same concept here. Yeah. Right? Only you're using the console, the Xbox One as yeah. your your box mm-hmm. to get you that stream. Right. Versus the TV. Right. All right. Uh, moving in, Warzone apparently is now supporting 120 frames per second on PlayStation 5. So that's exciting news for people who play that game mm-hmm. on PS5, Xbox Series X already had it 7 months ago I think when it launched. But I was surprised to find out now that PlayStation never had that as that well. That's weird. I'm curious what the reason. I wonder if it's a contractual thing or if they just the tech they needed to figure it out. Mhm. Uh Some more news with PlayStation. Uh, PS5 users can now sign up to test new features and firmware updates ahead of the public release. So this is basically what Xbox was doing with the... Insider. Insider program. You can sign up if you want to be a part of it on PlayStation's website. I'm not that sure I would want to do this. Um, Yeah,
1: isn't it like a fairly... I'm just
0: too scared because these are new consoles and I just don't want to ruin it, you know? Yeah. Uh, I had... The insider program on one of my older xboxes because i was like well it doesn't matter but i didn't get it on my my newer ones because yeah. i didn't want to you know there's people claiming that they've bricked their xboxes doing these things and i don't know how true that is or whatever but you are gambling and i, I think i even had to like get out of the insider program at one point because it was just yeah doing weird it was, shit like, when i was trying to console. play games yeah yeah mm-hmm. So it's it's not for everybody, but people that really want to be a part of those UI programs and all that stuff before they get to the public and be a part of the changes. Yeah. The input and all that.
1: Yeah, it can be fun to be involved if you're willing or able to have like an extra console, if you will, or yeah. or you're willing to just put up with it if your console gets fucked for a bit.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right, last on our news, PlayStation VR 2 is rumored to be coming out as early as Holiday 2022. Uh, It's apparently going to have a Samsung OLED screen with 4K, eye tracking, and haptic feedback. I don't know if I really believe that it would come out that soon.
1: Yeah, that seems a little fast.
0: Here's why. We already have a PS5 shortage, and the rumors are it's going to go through 2022. Yeah. I can't imagine that they would then release a PlayStation VR, which is a niche market product in itself. Mm
1: -hmm. I would
0: have to assume it's going to be more expensive than the first PlayStation VR, which did not sell well in the beginning. Yeah. Because it was too expensive, even though it was the most affordable of all the, the VR platforms. Yes. It's just such a niche market item.
1: You know, that makes me, it reminds me, I wonder, I'd like to see the uptick in the number of PSVR um, users or purchasers after Facebook took over Oculus. Because I feel like a lot of people that I've spoken to... You think maybe they got
0: like an uh, input, like a...
1: A surge. A surge in yeah. people
0: switching over because of the... I have a feeling
1: the, they would have because I've I, almost everyone I've talked to about Oculus, they're like, oh yeah, I mm-hmm. was interested and then Facebook was like, no. People but, were
0: unhappy with having to have a Facebook and yeah. how it was... Base- I think it was basically if you... Someone said, I think in a I article I was reading, mm-hmm. they said if you closed your Facebook you would lose everything that you bought. Mm-hmm. Like, you couldn't get it back. Or
1: if, the, or if Facebook determined that you violated their terms of service, you would lose all of your games that you'd already yeah. bought before they took over.
0: So, like, let's some say like you that. say something in a post on Facebook yes. that they don't yes. like.
1: Yeah, and then they decide to ban you for some reason gotcha. based on, like, a comment or yeah, whatever. Yeah, see, that
0: would be... That would be Too be. risky. And that's not something that you had to have in the beginning. That's something that they right. added in later mm-hmm. that you had to have Facebook. Yeah. But, yeah, just... I don't think there's enough PlayStation Fives out there. The PS VR two would not be on PS four. I could not imagine it would be.
1: Yeah, what? Well, because no the
0: tech two. would definitely be meant for next gen. But if they're struggling to sell on PS Fives, I can't imagine that they're going to have a high stock of PS VRs that they're they're going to expect to be able to sell as well. Yeah. Maybe if they did some kind of holiday bundle. Maybe, but I mean. Seeing like a thousand dollar price tag is probably what you're gonna see, right? And is yeah. that really something that people are gonna be interested in in paying up all at once?
1: Not me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm in, I'm I'm interested in PSVR too. Yeah, yeah. You already have me sold because I love my, my VR. Yeah. Uh, it's very limited in in some aspects, but from what the The patents and all the rumors we're hearing of the PSVR 2 it it sounds like that's a lot more smooth experience Mm -hmm. but I just can't imagine it would be anywhere close to 2022
1: yeah that seems way too soon
0: alright that's uh, it I did finish Ratchet & Clank Uh, however we had so much stuff with E3 this week um, I'm just going to save it for next week but I did play it completely if you're dying to know what my thoughts are, feel free to email me at dtfpod at gmail.com or hit me up on social media, dtfpod on Twitter, mm-hmm. and I will glad you give you give you my impressions on
1: it. Yes, he will. <laughs> I didn't play it, uh, so yeah, definitely. Thank you, thank you everyone for listening. We appreciate you. Uh, please take some time to go leave us a rating and or review on your podcast service we would appreciate it very much and uh, check us out on all the social medias that he just said as well as our Facebook Dissecting This Fiction podcast and um, you can also see us on our website dtfcast.com thanks everyone for listening
0: that's it for episode 97 of Dissecting This Fiction Bye (laughs) bye